This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast with a legacy similar to Brian Harson's at Auburn, uh, non-existent. Uh, and we're joined by our host, Rain Man. He is 19-17 on the season against the spread in college football, but 6-3 and three in what we call our big rubber. Rain Man, why do we call it the big rubber? Joe, I'm glad you led with that because I promised you six and three last week, and I delivered you six and three. So let's keep the spree alive. Keep it light. Keep it safe. Keep it free of debris. It's the rubber. We're on to seven to three. Lock the week, rain money, baby. Let's go. Ah-roo! Yeah, kind of soft. The World Series is on right now, though. Eh? That, that, that's early. That's early November, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Uh, you already started mailing it in for the holidays. Uh, you know what? I would, read your, I would read your poetry, <laughs> Rain Man. Um, I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure that's a, quite a portrait just into the human psyche. I. You really just went off on the e sound there. But anyway, what is your what is your big rubber lock of the week? NC State plus four and a half at home versus the flailing Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Flailing. Uh, those motherfuckers, that third quarter. They're not flailing. Turnovers, uh, <laughs> what would you I describe bet them as live, after last bet week? Them live, bet them live at halftime. It was like getting kicked in the nuts fucking repeatedly. You want to feel like, a, okay, this is it. I'm going on too long. But Capper, <laughs> on the other end of the podcast, uh... You, uh, your big rubber actually does overlap with one of Rain Man's picks, and I kind of like this pick as well. Uh, you're you're going uh, shocking Oklahoma. to hear, Boomer. I, yes, circle I, the um, wagons, Boomer Sooner. I I heard you weren't a very big fan of this uh, piece of laundry, but uh, we are taking them minus three and a half this weekend at home versus Baylor. That's the lock. Uh, play the, my number two play pick on the board. Better. I love it. Yep, you gotta do it. The Big Twelve. Yeah, I think the the best like course of action at this point is just assuming in the Big Twelve anyway it can punch itself in the dick. It's going to. It's just every, every year. Every team's gonna finish four like with four or five losses. <laughs> it eats itself. It's the human centipede. Yeah. It, the Big Twelve is the human centipede of conferences. That's a different podcast. I, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's quite analogous, but the Big 12 is the Union Centipede of Conferences. That's the title. <laughs> God. Well, listen, man. This is the real Coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that shit. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookies Wife. Follow us on Instagram at Bang Your Bookies Wife. Um, and all and all that stuff. Uh, to to. To start things off, we so one of the segments we've traditionally done on this show, we've had uh, celebrity picks that we get on Cameo from people who generally know varying amounts about college football. And it's always been pretty entertaining, generally from the bargain bin of Cameo. But this year, we've had so many issues getting these fucking D-list is generous. 
Very generous. Uh, putting, well, putting them on this a was list, an F list uh, to do our camp. So I think what we're going to do alternatively is instead of getting the picks, we're going to talk shit about the non-existent celebrity who didn't respond to our cameo. So Capper, who is the cameo you tried to book for us this week? And, and before we do anything else, we're going to say, we know, we know this person saw the request um cameo does this great feature where they say it's seen by the person and i know he saw this shit wow that's innovative Four hours he didn't deliver uh it's peter gross it was the guy from the sonic commercials for about 20 fucking years the sonic driving guy which one um peter uh, he was in veep he's like a he's a very like bit actor in a bunch of random comedies oh wow he's in the sonic commercials yeah, and he is very reasonably priced, thirty six dollars, um, but doesn't respect deadlines. Doesn't respect this podcast. Why? Frankly. Why did you? Why did you choose this guy? So we've got um, we've got a huge bad SEC choice, matchup this weekend. Um, and if there is any, like, if there's anybody who speaks to. A Tennessee Georgia matchup more than a Sonic driving guy. I don't know about it. Like right. that's it. This is like the Sonic Bowl. Like this is just like trash, trash fan bases, trash teams. I mean, uh, you guys can Google Peter Gross G R O S Z, and I he probably doesn't give off much of a SEC vibe. But I get the argument you're trying to make here, Capper. <laughs> Uh, it's a Sonic thing. Speaking of, so- maybe he has no clue speaking, about football. I don't know. Speaking of Sonic, own, uh, open question: Have any of you ever eaten there, eaten the food there, and not gotten food poisoning? <laughs> the only thing that you get at Sonic is you get three corn dogs and a drink. Just, uh, I, it's not I bad. Have, but I'm, I'm hard to I'm beat a, a frozen machine. corn dog that's freshly fried. Um. That so so my main my obviously my question was who wins Tennessee Georgia game but my other question was if Nick Saban was a food item from Sonic what would he be and why Oh that's a great question Um <laughs> that's I, a I great mean question I I guess he's got to be the corn dog or the chili cheese dog which is a staple Could be a Route 44 obviously. flavored beverage a, Cherry limeade Cherry limeade perhaps Yeah <laughs> The only thing they're known limeade? for kind of red just glucer red very consistent. Um, brings it every time you order it. They have you know? they have something called a Oreo chocolate master shake. What's a master shake? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? You're not allowed Ultra to drink that, Joe. Shake. You'll never know. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? <laughs> master shakes? Goodness gracious! What a well that was a worthwhile use of time. Uh, the uh, College football playoff, they also just released their rankings. Let me just go through the top 12 really quickly, and we can talk about them. Number 12, UCLA. Number 11, Ole Miss. Number 10, LSU. Number 9, USC. Number 8, Oregon. Number 7, TCU. Number 6, Bama. Number 5, Michigan. Number 4, Clemson. Number 3, Georgia. Number 2, Ohio State. Number 1, Tennessee. Uh... Anything jump out? Any surprises? Anything you're pissed off about? To be honest, in the top, not really. I think they have it about right. I think it's going to work itself out. I do think it's kind of funny 
that LSU got to 10. A lot of the podcasts are saying that it's a conspiracy theory because they wanted the Alabama-LSU game to have a top-10 matchup. I don't buy it. LSU 6-2, and two, lost an early game to FSU where they started really slow but actually looked pretty good in the second half of that game if you go back and look at the box. If LSU were to play Ole Miss number 11, UCLA 12, K-State 13 on a neutral, LSU is going to be favored by a touchdown, right? No. Three or four? Um, They're going to be favored in that game, which I, is why I think it's fine to have the rank. I think Illinois is underranked at 16. That That's who I'd be pissed at. Or North Carolina at 17. North Carolina is that second, third best quarterback in the country. They can score with anyone, which means they can win any game. Uh, yeah. I, uh, ACC is a one-bid league at best with Clemson. Um, you I don't think, think the they can beat Penn State? To, I think the teams think they can you start to think about – um, actually having a chance to make the playoffs are pretty much eight and above. Um, and that no, obviously no, 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 no. USC for sure. Oregon. USC is not out of no. it or LSU. USC is out of it. No, USC wins out. They're in probably. They're not in. Why wouldn't they be in? I think they lost think an overtime you, game against Utah. That would be their only loss. Plus I think they have there's the brand equity. more. It's eyeballs. more likely that there's that it's a double SEC, double Big Ten matchup in the playoff yeah. than there is a Pac-12 team sneaking in with I'm one I'm fine loss. with that take, but I think drawing an arbitrary line between Oregon and USC is insane. I think USC is more likely to get in than Oregon because we've already seen Oregon play Georgia and get rocked. USC doesn't have as bad a loss on the schedule. Uh, I can bring this up Maybe. because neither of you picked this game, but Tennessee is actually 7-1 and one against the spread this year. Uh, which makes me wonder whether are they just is this just Burrow LSU where it's just like everyone's gonna be like they can't be this good they can't be this good and they just like yes. fucking it's, it's possible I I, I was is. looking at taking Georgia here actually because when Tennessee's that public on the road against Georgia you take Georgia but then they had but their best can't. defensive player get injured it was already gonna be tight it was only at eight. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. If I had gotten under you can't a touchdown do it with this, with this offense, I mean, it's too good. It is, yeah, it's just. Too it has good. so many ways that they can beat you. They can spread four guys out. They can dominate you. Um, if you're talking about the Georgia defense, the line has been really good. Um, but you lose Nolan Smith. Uh, the secondary has been a little bit suspect. So, like, you throw too many guys at those uh, at these Georgia defenders, like. Eight seems like way not to not enough. Um, I guess it sticks out at you because it's such a huge line still, despite how well Tennessee's played. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think if you take this game, you have to be on Tennessee. Well, also, just circling back real quick, Joe drawing the line at twelve made a lot of sense because that's actually where I draw the line of teams that could make the CFP. Drawing it at eight is insane. UCLA wins out. They win the pack. They certainly have a path. Ole Miss has got one loss. If they win the SEC, they're obviously in. They have no path. How does Ole Miss have no path? But you know they're not going to do that. Like, Ole Miss is not great. No, they probably won't. LSU could. I don't think. But they have two losses already. Yeah, but if they win out and win the SEC, who cares? The winner of the SEC gets at that in. Point. It's just that simple. You, LSU could actually do it. Give me the horns you, at that point. Yeah, you think three. there's a world where LSU beats either Tennessee or Georgia in the SEC championship? Uh, Georgia, probably not. Tennessee, actually, yes. 
Man, even I though Tennessee they, smoked them, they smoked them. No way. Yeah, but <laughs> no I, way. Uh, we'll see. We'll see with Tennessee. We'll see. You won't find a bigger Hendon Hooker fan than I'm me, but we'll saying. see. I think it's a. I think it's just well, and and this will obviously come crashing down, but it's a very top heavy year. This is me. the way I'll put it. Do you want to go into that game holding a Georgia slip? Are you going to feel comfortable holding a Georgia slip? for that game are you going to feel comfortable holding a Tennessee slip for that game where it's like it seems very plausible that it could be close if Georgia blows them out so be it but I think it would really if you lose this one because you're second guessing what your eyes have shown you I don't know uh they've just boat raced people they're doing something different um even the even the defense has settled in a little bit yeah for looking better surprising dude what uh, on the other hand counterpoint what if Georgia beats the ever-loving fuck out of them? What if they beat them like 40, give them the organ treatment and beat them like, that would be something. Uh, I think you know you know what happens at that point. Then Bama beats them in the SEC championship. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happens. Yeah, the writers are so predictable. Uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, something that's not as predictable, how about we get to the real meat and potatoes of the podcast? This is, uh, this is the weekly I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 winners. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weakness. Strong as an ox. This is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. Smooth sailing over here at the BYBW podcast, as always. And, uh,. To kick things off, because it's a pick both of you have, Capper, I'm going to let you lead with your rubber pick. Uh, OU, you like uh, OU given the three and a half at home against Baylor. Uh, Rain Man also on this side. You think the team just is, is getting its legs under it? Yeah, they've definitely played a lot better the last few weeks. Um, Dylan Gabriel is at full strength uh, after missing almost two full games uh, at TCU in Texas, uh, and they're really running the football well. Um, it is a offensive unit that's averaging almost 4.9 yards per carry, and they've just gotten better as the season rolls on. Uh, top 20 offense, super efficient with Gabriel in the lineup, uh, and it's kind of a weird line, right? Like, with how well Baylor has played, with how um, I think well Coach Aranda has done against o- Oklahoma in the last few years, um, like it just gives you pause when you look at it, and and obviously it gives you pause because this is what they want you to do. They want you to bet on Baylor here plus three and a half. Eighty percent of bets are on Baylor. Yep, that's ex- Vegas knows what they're doing. They they, um, they see something different in Oklahoma. They, they've seen a change, mm-hmm. and they're adjusting their metrics accordingly, but not all the Sharps have adjusted their lines, which is why you're seeing that line not move off of 3.5, even though you have the public so heavily on Baylor at 80%. And I, and I buy it, too. I, I've seen what they've seen. I think Oklahoma's offense is back to being near Oklahoma. Their defense isn't as good as it usually is. But at home versus Baylor, this is the kind of game that typically Oklahoma should be able to go out and win by 9 or 10. And I expect that they'll be able to do that with Dylan Gabriel at the helm. I um, obviously love Billy Bowman's back in the lineup after missing um, a good chunk of the season. He um, played 40-plus snaps last weekend in the secondary, and I think it just gives the the Oklahoma defense a boost that's not a super deep unit. 
Um, the concern for me is obviously that like they haven't been great against the run. I think they gave up uh, over 250 yards against uh, Texas, against K-State, um, rushing the ball. And it's just a unit that has not been great against the run, and Baylor does run the ball effectively. Um, but I think like when you go into this game, Coach Venables, I, I think like the game plan obviously is stop Baylor's run, make them beat you through the air. With the secondary a little bit healthier than it's been, I, I think that's a tall task for for Baylor. I think OU can run away with this one. I I agree. I think especially Baylor coming off last week when they just completely crushed Texas Tech at Texas Tech, uh, obliterated the spread in that game. I believe they were underdogs in that game. Um, yes, uh, and and I will give shouts. Uh, Rainman had that one right. Um, it was a Baylor team that forced five turnovers, um, which, yep. you know, we, we saw a lot of turnovers last week, and I think I, I'm still seeing Sam Hartman um, turnovers in my nightmares. But it is a very, you know, they, they say like it's it's a ball that bounces one way or the other. Um, Baylor forcing five turnovers against Tech, not expected. Um, probably a much closer game if if obviously the turnovers are a little bit more even. Uh, and I think they, they've gotten a lot of love after that game, um, obviously from the public here. Absolutely. Let's go on to uh, Rain Man, your big rubber. Ooh, makes me queasy a little bit. But then again, Wake is dead to me. But NC State plus four and a half uh, at home against Wake. Do you think they're going to be able to s- shut down the offense or score? Like, what's the theory here? Joe, I am surprised that this makes you queasy because, meanwhile, over at the Rain Man camp, we're taking out the tents, we're packing snacks, we got water bottles because on Saturday we're heading to a good old-fashioned Chexaville. S&P Plus <laughs> has NC State outriding. That's a check. FEI has NC State outriding. That's a check. NC State at home. That's a check. Wait getting 79% of bets on the road. That's a check. After a blowout where they looked very beatable, and honestly, they just got destroyed. That wasn't a fluke. So I'm adding a check there. And home wolves? Home wolves working money? That's right. This is better than Bonnaroo because instead of having to listen to a bunch of has-beens playing music you don't really care about anymore and having to live in muddy tents and being generally uncomfortable, you can just send your heart to Raleigh and make just a little bit of money. Lock the week, rain money, baby. Let's go. I can hear seven and three. Wow, that was well scripted. Um, that was the first time I've heard you howl on the podcast in some time. That was nice. Uh, nice to have that back. Uh, yeah. So NC State's been playing a lot better of late. I think that that's gone lost because their quarterback uh, hasn't been starting and and probably won't be back this week. But uh, that being said. Uh, the quarterback being Devin O'Leary. MJ Morris actually played okay against Virginia Tech. Give him another week. Expect him to take a slightly step forward again. Uh, NC State only has two losses in the season, both on the road, both the good-ranked teams at Syracuse and Clemson. Meanwhile, Wake's coming off that disastrous cap. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Game on the road against Louisville. Sam Hartman, honestly, never going to be the same. No longer an NFL quarterback in my mind. It was that bad. NC State is going to outright wake again. It's just so obvious. 
I, I mean, I don't feel strongly either way, except for what you said about Sam Hartman. Like it, it's, he is a quarterback that in spurts in his college career has turned the ball over frequently. Yeah, it's um, going to be a problem. He has, He's on the he Lions. Has, <laughs> He's going to be on it for two years. He passed out of he, the NFL. He real has. Quick. He has really bad spurts, um, but he usually doesn't carry those games over. He's super veteran quarterback. Um, I like I I hate that Wake is getting, you know, over seventy percent of bets here off of that stinker, um, because other than that, I, I like I don't think there's much to love about NC State here with the backup quarterback. But um, you know, it is a home game, top twenty-five team according to the College Football Playoff. Yeah, big time matchup. Um, I, I think they're obviously ready for it here, but I, you know, I, I'm not carrying over this this Louisville game for Sam Hartman. I will not do that. Okay. Well, if he loses this one, you got to say I was right on the podcast. If he turns the you ball over six more times in one Sam quarter Hartman on the podcast, if if he turns the ball over six more times in one quarter, I will read a book before the season's even over. <laughs> no, Deal. Gonna, uh, no, even no, you won't. Um. <laughs> Capper, your next pick. Uh, a, a, a game uh, I was all over last weekend in my four-teamer that nearly hit. Uh, you like Mizzou plus one versus Kentucky. Mizzou isn't bad. Mizzou's like, okay. So, yeah, Mizzou went through a really rough stretch of their schedule um, with multiple road games, one-score games. Obviously, the loss at Auburn is really bad in hindsight. Um, but it is a team that plays very competitively. Uh, the defensive line has been super good. Um, they have forced a ton of quarterback pressures. They put um, a ton of pressure on offensive lines. They get after the quarterback. I mean, it's a unit that has over 12 sacks just on the line, uh, anchored by Isaiah McGuire and DJ Coleman. Um, and I think the offense is good enough here. Like, I. Kentucky still is getting a lot of love um, for what Coach Stoops has built there over the last few years, and and granted he has done a ton, but the offense has not looked great. Um, and when you're relying on the the rushing attack um, with C.J. Rodriguez, uh, Will Levis not playing up to standards of, of what he was expected to be uh, going into his last year of college and and into the NFL draft. Expected like, by who? Give me, Cap expected give, by who? Well. Before the season started, they, pe- people were talking about him being not the I. quarterback off the board. Not me. Not us. Not, not us. us. I mean, don't lump me not in us, with that. But, I didn't expect shit from Will um, Levis. He's been horrible. Um, and I think a defensive line that is as good as Mizzou's with an offense that, frankly, is not terrible. Um, you know, they leave a little bit to desired, but I do like Cody Schrader, what he's done with, with the football. I, I like Nathaniel Pete. Um, the dual threat running running attack here. Um, I think they win this game outright at home. I think Kentucky's kind of a team uh, on the downward trajectory versus a Mizzou team that is um, coming off a couple big wins and headed towards bowl season with a little bit of steam um, with with Coach Drinkwich. So uh, give me the plus one here. I, I we've seen the RLM. We've seen twenty three percent cent of bets on Mizzou at home. Um, we've got the line dropping from two to one. The, those are all good things we check off. So, uh, yeah, I, like I think pick. you have to take them here. I got, I got, I got no arguments here. I think Kentucky's overrated. I think they're not even a good win anymore. They, they haven't proven they can beat anyone. So, Coach Strink, how the mighty, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, narrative shift. Uh, 
we're next, back to being a basketball school in in, in uh, Lexington. Oh, don't you dare say that in front of Mark Stoops. He'll have <laughs> give him a fucking hemorrhoid. Uh, Rain Man. Uh, oh, you're going to be delighted to know that I despise this pick. Uh, you're I knew you would. Clemson, if you want the floor for this one, Joe, Dame. because all I all I am is right on Clemson, and all you are is wrong on Clemson. It's an annual tradition. They're always good. You always think they're going to be bad. It never makes any sense. And here they are, rightfully ranked again, number four in the college football playoff, undefeated. And here they're going to do. They're going to go out, and they're going to take care of business against Notre Dame. The week couldn't be better. Notre Dame is coming off a win against Syracuse that looks a lot better than it was. Their quarterback is still playing putridly, which is not going to be able to get it done against a good team like Clemson. The thing about Syracuse is they are a okay team, but it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. They are also a very soft team. They do not have good linemen on either side of the ball, and they got pushed around by Notre Dame. Notre Dame... They are way worse at every skill position than Clemson this year, and they will not have the line talent to be able to push Clemson around. They might be able to hold with Clemson, but they're not going to be better than Clemson. And for that reason, I think Clemson's going to be able to roll easily by a touchdown here. Uh, I don't know, man. I know, I like. What's the read? <laughs> What's the read? Oh, Clemson's overrated. Oh, they suck. I mean, they are, and we've seen the line. I mean, it's it's look ahead lines, obviously, but. Um, when you're looking at this game a few weeks back, Clemson is probably over a touchdown favorite it's, here. It is possible yeah, one would argue okay. that they are bene- they are benefiting from an ACC that is, politely speaking, fucking trash. Okay, uh, and Notre Dame lost to Stanford, so it's yeah, a garbage. I, no, I'm not here talking about Notre Dame being good at all. This is also another win that like wouldn't even be quality. But man, does this line stink! Man, it's does a it weird stink? line. Number I don't four, even think it stinks. Four, number four in the country, dude. Three but Notre Dame's a brand. A is, who's Stanford? the public on in this game? Who's the public? Clemson. Almost definitely. hundred percent. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It's seventy percent of bets on Clemson. On yeah, the but the line's I, like, not moving like, in a scary way. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a little public. Uh, that that gives you pause. No, um, it, did, it didn't give me pause. To be they, honest. They are well. They are so much better. You're than a Clemson like homer. That, I think you're, you're right doing about this. That. You're just doing this for the brand. This they they lost the to Stanford. They you beat be UNLV. They're this. coming off a big ranked road win against Syracuse, and everyone's rea- overreacting to Notre Dame. They still suck. <laughs> a, Clemson's still very a big good. Clemson's road win, win against Syracuse. Syracuse terrible. Segway me. All Clemson do has done is just look fucking fallible, man. And I I do think you want me to segue you. I will segue you, but I just. No, top five team in every metric. Top five team in every single metric. Go off, go off a little bit more on Clemson, King. I don't want to go off on Clemson too much, King, but I do think that. (laughs) King, I no, but I do think if you watch them play, and I've watched Clemson play quite a bit, not looking at metric, the eye test is just like, man, they look like a beatable fucking. They remind me of like even the like. Very, very fallible, like Florida State team with Jameis that would just like barely win games, and then they got fucking punched in the mouth when they played against an elite Oregon team. That's what this Clemson team reminds me of. So I, I think, think that this I think is, that's the that's the gambler's dream, right? Is is Clemson ekes this one out undefeated in a soft ACC? They make it to the playoff. They're facing one of the SEC teams that comes out of this thing and. 
So they just Notre can't. Dame, very balanced Boat attack rest. on offense in the sense that they're rushing for quite a bit of yards at 186 yards a game. They're passing for no yards at 196 per- yards a game. Clemson is not allowing the run this year. I don't care how soft their schedule is. They're only allowing 87 yards a game in college football. That is extremely good. Notre Dame can't throw the ball. Clemson's going to force them to be one-dimensional. Notre Dame's not going to be able to score on this defense. Man, dude, just with the line, it's so obvious. It's not all about the offense looking soft. They're going to win this game on some bullshit field goal. It's nothing seems more clear. Uh... All right, Capper. Uh, okay, I did not segue you, but you, you're you you're coming out. You think Syracuse is fraudulent? I you hate like Syracuse. Pitt minus three and a half. They're dead to you. They're done. Um, minus three and a half versus Syracuse. I like, Pitt minus three. I half. like Syracuse. I like Garrett Trader. I think they've played really well this year in spurts, especially offensively. Um, the defense is not good. Uh, and, and I think Pittsburgh's defense has enough for them here, uh, only laying three and a half at home. Um, both teams are kind of scuffling coming into this one, which um, I think probably plays up to the more experienced team here in Pittsburgh. But um, frankly, neither team is great in my opinion. Um, but I do like the defense here. I do like Keaton Slovis still. Um he hasn't played great, but I think against a Syracuse defense, it's pretty soft. I, I think he can do enough here. Uh, 65% of bets are on Syracuse here on the road. Um, again, another one that opens up above the field goal here uh, where they're kind of asking you, hey, you know what? Take the Syracuse team that we've seen win a ton of games already this year, has played some teams close. Um, but I, I think they're I think they're a little bit fraudulent here. I, I think this is... Um, this is too too much of a team form here at home. Um, I don't know. I, I just really like this Pittsburgh defense. I think they can shut them down a little bit. Yeah. I think, uh, man, I do love Cuse, but they it may, it's possible they just ran out of gas. Uh but man, we like Cuse. They they just really haven't played anybody. There, there. It's a top forty offense. It's a top forty one defense. But they should have beat. I don't know. They straight. I don't know about Clemson. this. They should have straight up beat Clemson on, at Clemson. But they, but they, but they can't. Like they, they just don't win those games. I think Syracuse is actually going to win this game. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be giving the three and a half. I understand what you're seeing in the slips here, but Pitt finds ways to lose football games this year so they they have had a they, they have a loser case gene. of the turnover it started bugs. week one against tennessee um, and you saw it against georgia tech you saw it in unc where the game was pretty competitive until the second half loser gene that scares me loser gene none of none of us can relate uh rain man your cross ne- team stuck a parking cone up the ass rain man your next <laughs> pick uh you like uh, Iowa plus four at Purdue. Definitely a hold your nose spot. Uh, he I like Aiden O'Connell. me a little bit crazy. Was the offense clicking last week? I don't know, man. Iowa. Was it clicking last sick, week against buddy. Northwestern? Offensive no. yardage, most overrated stat in football. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, I think scored. Iowa's defense is so good. And they just showed out last week against Northwestern that, and Purdue's offense granted a great quarterback, but Purdue's offense is not like a world-beating offense here. We're talking about a pretty average offense. 
I think Iowa will be able to hold this game to be low scoring. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be able to cover the four. I have this as a field goal game either way. I think it's going to be extremely close. I still like Iowa to get a defensive score here. Give me the plus four. Yeah, I think this is the right move. No. They're just uh, a really good defensive team. Which um, At Purdue. Man, it, it's fucking sick. I, I wanted to bury Ferenc so bad this year. And he just he, he keeps coming back to life. Uh, they quietly could end up in the top 25. They just manufacture. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's not a horrible football team as much as I want it to be. Their losses, Iowa State 10 to 7. Could have won that Spencer game Petrus, if you remember watching it. Horrible. Lost the to Michigan overall, by 13. Fine. Lost at Illinois by 3. Blowout loss at Ohio State. None of those losses are bad. Uh, the South Dakota State week one to start the season, 7-3, was terrible. But then they skunked Iowa, Nevada, 27-0. Pretty good win at Rutgers, 27-10. We, we don't have to Great win against these. Northwestern. They've lost games Not they should be losing. They've won North- games There's they should no be such winning. Thing. Great Not win. As, no such thing as a great win against Northwestern. Uh, th- that's fine. But for Iowa, getting 33 points is great. Yeah, I, I think them. people are sleeping on them a little bit. I'm not. Oh, it's I'm at awake. four and a half now. Woohoo! I'm I'm awake. I, I'm, Ooh, I'm seeing Kaffer's eyes half, not blinking at all. He's wide awake. Yeah, Ooh. wide awake. Uh, Kaffer, your last pick. Uh, you're going against the Beavs. Washington minus squad. four and a half versus Oregon State. Three and a half minus three and a half minus three and a half. Okay, okay. At at home. Um, Line has jumped over three, despite an even number of bets on both sides. We definitely like that, obviously. Uh, Washington undefeated at home. They've got the primetime Friday night spot here. I think I've gotten away from the Friday night game a little bit uh, this year. I think this was like a staple of my of my picks over the last few years. And like the fact that I didn't realize that I needed to be picking these Friday night games is an indictment on me personally. Uh, but we're going to go back to it. Uh, Oregon State is 2-1 and one on the road this year. The two wins are by a combined four points, and that's against Fresno and Stanford. Um, definitely not two stalwarts in college football. Uh, the Washington offense is just too much for uh, for me here. Um, I cannot pass on betting a top 15 unit, the number one passing offense in the country, uh, averaging almost 380 yards a game with with Michael Penix, I, I can't pass on laying less than four points here um, with them. It's it's a unit that's averaging 12.8 yards per completion, and Oregon State's passing defense has not been great. They're giving up almost seven yards in attempt. Yep. Um, I don't think they're equipped to stop them here. Uh, I, I think this one can get away from them, and I think when you have the passing attack that Washington has, you just keep going. You just keep throwing at them, and, and at the end of the night, you're, you say – Hey, we beat you by 21 here. See ya. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. I still big panics energy. We is love the we faded. love the beeves. We I love do. the beeves. Podcast loves love. the beeves, but this is the right play at Husky Stadium. The um, can you the Washington secondary is a little suspect. I just don't think I don't think Nolan has enough for to really test him though. I, I like. Yeah, I like him, but I, I like I love the Washington rush defense here, and like they, it's been an Oregon State deep offense. It's like been super balanced all year long, but like if you have to beat teams through the air, I don't think he's capable of doing it. 
I would just like to clarify that I like the beeves before you guys like the beeves. I, I realize you're saying the podcast like the beeves, but it's very clear that I, in fact, like <clears throat> the beeves before anyone else. Can we? I, can we, I say that I was the, the first one to ever love Jamar Jefferson, though? Yeah. All right. I'll say personally. A broker deal on the BYBW podcast. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's run through the slates once again. Uh, Rayman, run, run through your slate. NC State, oh, plus four and a half versus Wake Forest for my rubber. Oklahoma, circle the wagons, minus three and a half against Baylor. Clemson, minus three and a half at Notre Dame. Oh, you stupid Joe. And Iowa, plus four and a half at Purdue. Capper. Big rubber, OU minus three and a half versus Baylor. Uh, Washington Friday night minus three and a half versus Oregon State. Mizzou plus one versus Kentucky. Pitt minus three and a half versus Syracuse. Looks like some winners. We're we're gonna turn. This is it. This we, is the weekend. Are we turning this ship around, Kaffer? You feel finally good about what you're doing. I feel I feel good about I feel good about it. Uh, ready for some squeeze picks? Let's, Let's see hear some squeeze picks. Let's get some squeeze picks. Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Alright, these are the squeeze picks. Uh, the picks for everyone who just wants to squeeze out a little more action on their college football weekend. Uh, to kick things off, we have... A real treat, we do our King of the Hill picking contest where a listener will make a pick, and if they are correct, we bring them back the next week. Uh, So far, we have had plenty of listeners on. We have not had a lot of the bringing them back the next week when they make a correct pick. A lot of wrong picks. We've been on a losing streak, but Matty Nice last week, he hit Penn State plus the points at Ohio State, even though Penn State really tried to blow No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. What do you mean he didn't? Yeah, I did. You stopped Penn watching. Didn't cover last weekend. You stopped watching. Oh, Penn State Penn backdoor State covered it at the end. Yeah, they backdoor covered it. Forty-four wow. thirty-one I did turn final. It off. Uh, I did turn that shit this off. This explains why Capper's record is that, getting demolished by me this year. That was that was like the most inexplicable, almost not cover then yeah. of this of the season I've ever seen. Correct. Okay, man. Thanks for. I had to go check the score. Thanks for fucking gaslighting me, Capper. That's uh, on me. Had to check the score, but anyhow, I got a little fired up there. We uh, that's just good radio. He, Matt, he is uh, Matty Nice. He has blessed us with another King of the Hill pick. Let's see if we can keep the streak going. Go Gators! Come on, Gators! Get up and go! Damn! Last week I really made everybody sweat that out, huh? Big win. This week, I am taking it all the way from the Big Ten down south to the SEC, where I have the Gators winning over AM with the points three and a half. I like that bet. Again, upset by the Florida Gators against Texas AM. Do, 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 do. Go, Gators. I think I like it. I, I think I don't. But man, this is trash. that talk about a tough game to pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, what can A and M do offensively, and what can Florida, Florida do offensively, offensively against A and M's defense? Nothing. Same for both teams. 
just complete ineptitude in the SEC. Just, so, t- so take the three and a half. You like that? Yeah, just take the three and a half. I guess. I guess. Yeah, take three and a half. Sure. It. Uh, Hope there for was another backdoor that I didn't realize even happened. There was video from last week. Um, Wegman A and M's quarterback. It sure looked like he got a concussion, and Jimbo sent him back into the game. Um, but I don't know. I can understand if Jimbo Fisher threw can't. a touchdown. I can understand if Jimbo Fisher doesn't recognize concussion-like symptoms since he displays them himself at all times. Um, I do. Uh, I want to give one more shout out to uh, our previous King of the Hill picker, Skinny Penis, because he requested to be shout out. Um, so there he is. He's going to feel great about that. Uh, there were. Um, I, I want to say before we move off of A and M, there were rumors that in the tunnel after the game last weekend. Lane spotted his agent, Jimmy Sexton, who is also Jimbo's agent, and yelled out, Jimmy, what are you doing here? Are you negotiating Jimbo's buyout? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just an, un- just an unreal chirp from the king of chirp. Dude, all Lane was doing was directly roasting Jimbo after it- Incredible. Win. Uh, dude, we need more petty bitches in college football. It's what makes the sport truly great. Uh, and you know what else I, is truly great? I think we have a lot, which is nice. You know what else is truly great? My fucking four-teamer that's going to light your fucking hair on fire. Now, if you bet my four-teamer last week, if you bet just $10 on my four-teamer last week, you would have made $0. I did not hit my four-teamer. I went 3-1, and one and I got backdoored by Arizona in the USC game. It was brutal. But we're, we're back. We're due. We're going to get it cleaned up this week. We're hitting the four-teamer, and we're starting out uh, in Utah. We're, I'm taking Utah minus 17.5 against Arizona. They fucked up my parlay last week, but this week they're on the road at Utah. Utah at home is an awesome, beautiful thing. I'll never bet against it. I think they're just going to steamroll Arizona in this spot. Uh, Oh, man, I like Auburn plus 13 at Mississippi State. I've done well this year betting on teams the week after their coach gets canned. With the exception of Nebraska, who got fucking rocked by OU. But usually, yeah, there's like a little bounce back the week after uh, a coach is fired. The team rallies. Uh, Mississippi State, they have been great but they've shown they got like rocked by bama um i think auburn might have the athletes on defense to mitigate uh i think it'll just be an uglier game i think the 13 points is a lot it might be a 10 point result i like uh minnesota minus uh 16 at nebraska minnesota just doesn't play close games they either lose or they yeah they get bl- but that should scare you a little bit here i feel like but whatever 27 percent. no you never mind nebraska sucked with their backup quarterback they were terrible yeah last week. you're fine yeah you're fine you're fine 27 percent. they were gonna cover that by the way on minnesota <laughs> They were gonna uh, yeah, Casey Thompson is probably out, so I think Minnesota's defense yeah, just they're they're up nine six. PJ PJ likes running it up. He's just like he he runs up the score. Uh, I I see in this spot. This is like this is gonna be a very down day uh, at Nebraska football. But I hope the sellout endures for sure. Good for you guys. Uh, finally, <laughs> Kansas plus two versus Oklahoma State. 
this is an ridiculous line. It might be just too cute. It maybe it's just too cute. But sixty six percent of bets are in Oklahoma State. Uh, but the line is dropped from uh, Oklahoma State minus six to uh, minus two. Um, it's just like in a free fall, which tells me we might be seeing Gunner Gundy. Uh, although we've heard this song dance before about Spencer Sanders being hurt. But the way I'm looking at it is Kansas is at five wins. They finish at Texas Tech versus Texas at Kansas State. They really, really want to make a bowl they gotta game. They got to win. And the spread being this close, it just screams Kansas outright. Uh, so I, I, I feel it it feels weird taking the Jayhawks in this spot, but plus two. It, it, it feels dirty, especially after that last week with Oklahoma State losing 49-0. But, but it's the, probably the right maybe, side. They are. They might be just walking wounded, and Kansas really, really, really wants to win this game. They both wave the wheat. I guess that's like a rivalry. Who gives it? Wave the wheat. It's a a human centipede game. uh, (laughs) On theme, let's uh, (laughs) let's uh, run through the parlay one more time. Utah minus seventeen and a half versus Arizona. Auburn plus thirteen at Mississippi State. Minnesota minus sixteen at Nebraska, and Kansas plus two versus Oklahoma State. Uh, I would describe that parlay as fine. Four and oh. It's four and oh. Is it another winner? We're doing it. Can he do it? To, to, to wrap to wrap these things, this <laughs> might be the last it? week I have the opportunity here. But back, if you go, and all the listeners can go back and listen to our preseason preview pod, and we did Heisman picks. We each gave two. I gave two picks. Hendon Hooker at 70 to one. Any. And Blake Corum at 50 to one to win the Heisman. They are now ranked one and three overall in futures bets. Ooh, baby. Let's hope they hold this week. All right. Well, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you decided to bring that up this week just to ruin all your juju. Um, I think I I think I blacked most of that except only for, for the real ones. The my the Miami under bet. That was that was just uh oh it's beautiful. Uh I would you say love to if see I the Miami record. under bet. If the truth wins at Georgia, I think this one's wrapped up. Yeah, it's wrapped I if Tennessee so wins this week. If not, it's going to be tough. I think he's even in. I think he's locked in with a close loss to Georgia. Close loss, fine. C.J. Stroud, though, if they once like they'll have momentum if they beat Michigan in the game when everyone's watching Thanksgiving weekend on that Saturday. Kind of need to win this one. Yeah, well, I guess the expectation is it's a close loss where he scores five yeah, plus. He has touchdowns. to go nuts. And he a just loss. gets outgunned by Stetson. National by Brock Champion Bowers Stetson playing Bennett. every f- position on the field. <laughs> I bet Brock could actually throw it to himself. But I got to tell you, Stroud's dog. He is so good. Stroud's next uh, four games uh, Northwestern, Indiana. Maryland and then Michigan, so he's gonna be able to put up some numbers against. That's, that's why the win loss record matters so much because Hendon Hooker won't be there from a pure stat perspective, which is crap because Ohio State has the two best wide receivers in the country. Uh, so you give you get put Hendon Hooker in Ohio State, he's gonna have better stats in my opinion than Stroud. But people in college football media are the dumbest people, and therefore they don't take into account stuff like that present company included heard it here first 